tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Drink. Good morning, Swarm, and thank you for tuning in to a tinfoil hat episode. Uh, this tinfoil hat episode. We really appreciate you because you know who I am. You know I'm here to do. I am here to rock. There we go. Guys, it's our last show in the studio this year. So it's going to be a banger. Trust me on that one. Joining me as always, he's from the hit new bilingual show, We Don't Smoke the Same, Xavier Guerrero. Aha, uh-huh, yeah, it's bilingual with one Mexican in it. John, I mean, Xavier, we are. This is the one year anniversary of you getting fired from your job because of Tim Fall Hat. Yeah, I got fired. I lied to these motherfuckers and uh, told my. Well, I didn't tell them, but I was supposed to go to work. Told them my tire popped. Came in here, did a podcast about with Luke about him going to Jeffrey Epstein Island. I think they found out that we talked about Jeffrey Epstein Island. I think the corporate people at that place found out, fired me, and they weren't having it. They weren't having you talk about pedophiles? Nope. They're like, we just want you to sell pot stickers. That's a corporate We don't need you to talk about diddlers, okay? They have HR. They're corporate. HR, the whole work. So I think they found out, and they were like, let's get rid of this motherfucker. They told me to go talk to the manager, and I did what you do. Yeah, no, never go talk to the the manager ever wants to talk in the office. Just know it is not going to go well. Nobody gets awards in the office. (laughs) There's not an eight ball of blow or a horny ass chick. Nothing's happening in the office. But bad news. Your Speaking job of, never caused you to go pick up your check. Yeah. Speaking, Speaking of bad, bad news. news. Oh, see, you got lucky they <laughs> saved you on that one with this bad tag. Okay. And I was just telling Xavier Guerrero that he's getting better at asking questions because he is. And I, now I take it all back. You, <laughs> on the ones and twos, Johnny Woodard. How are you, Johnny? It's the anniversary of me being born today. So there you well, go. Well, hold on. Oh. It's your birthday, Johnny? It is. Yeah. Working on my birthday. Cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you tell me it was your birthday? What? It's my job to tell everybody it's my birthday? Yeah, I'm not, it I'm not is. big on that. I okay, let's sing happy birthday to you. No, One, no, 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 two, no, 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 three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Johnny. Happy birthday to you. This is going to be the. Like, I just watching the listenership just. Oh, dude, you're about to get a bunch of DMs from females. Yeah, but Johnny's got a nice nerd chick, so don't hit him up, ladies. She's Don't nice send them naked chick. pictures, okay? No, dude, dude, she'll be really jealous. I show her everything. So. You show her all the oh. pictures of the nude chicks? Whoa. Oh, yeah, dude. I, it makes her jealous, and it works. Yeah. Oh, hold oh. on. So you show her, like, butthole, and now she, she just Nobody attacked. send me their asshole. Jo- please, no, if you, you love Johnny, <laughs> and your, <laughs> it's his send birthday. them your b-hole, b-hole birthday gift. Oh, Johnny, uh, a lot of people are talking about the new hit show, Broken Simulation. Uh, how's the new episode doing? Another another copyright strike. Had to take it down. <laughs> you re-upload it. So working on that. What they strike us on the now? Video, um, it was, believe it or not, it was, uh, oh shit. It was that video of the fight 
with the guy with his pants hanging really? out. Really? I think there was a song or something playing. I don't know. I have to go check. Yeah, even if it's lightly the background, they got dudes just sharking that so stuff. It's re-uploading that. Guys, uh, I- I'm really excited to. Uh, I'm really excited to uh, announce that um, we got some new T-shirts out there. Great, great, great holiday gifts. Whether it's Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Christmas. Uh, whatever Scientologists celebrate, it's a great way. I mean, we got new shirts all the time. We got Swarm Troopers. We've got uh, uh, Rage on Behalf of the Machine. Why Such a Sheep? And then we got classics like Once Upon a Time on This Flat Earth, Alien Shot JFK, Bangers! Bangers! A friend of mine today just called me up and said, how about three? And I go, you know what? Now... Now, He's a local celebrity. She can be a local celebrity, dude. And now Xavier can 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 feed his coke habit. Okay, so thank you <laughs> for that, everybody. Thank you so much for that. Uh, we also got mugs and hats for you. Want to go deep, 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 real deep dives? Go to tinfoilhatswag.com. Now, by the time we're back in the studio, the new website will be up, and you will be able to buy find all that under one website. But for right now, it's tinfoilhattshirts.com. And tinfoilhatswag.com. I know it's inconvenience. My apologies. I love you very much. Also, check out my cameos, man. I've been doing bangers. I call them cameo manifestos. I can riff on anything you want me to riff. Great gift. Great. Just put you straight. Let you understand that you are your own God. Go to cameo.com slash Sam Tripoli. Also, these guys are going to start doing cameos, right? Together. Yeah, together. Salt and pepper. Right? Like a little fags. Are we? <laughs> yeah, we are, Johnny. See, I'm definitely going to be the top. I'm going to handle this. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely. <laughs> John is, John is a going. power bottom for sure. Uh, guys, uh, if you're looking for premium content, we're putting out three uh, a week. We're going to do that the best we can, you know, because the coronavirus, we got, we're like, okay, dude, we got, we got to give the people what they need, okay? Now, we're not going to give you what you want. We're going to give you what you need, okay? You need your tinfoil hat. If you're looking for even more than that, daily doses, uh, please go to patreon.com slash tinfoil hat. Uh, if you're looking for even more, even more, go to uh, br- patreon.com slash Brian Callen, okay? Uh, check out my spiritual podcast. I just, I'm putting up a banger today with a young lady named Amy Belair. Banger, Tashi Record spirituality just go to rockfin.com slash zero and all your heroes are there jimmy Dore, jason burmese charlie robinson amy says what the fuck whitney webb and the list goes on and on it's a wonderful place for premium content okay it's a wonderful place you're rocking you almost got 4k on there yeah almost four thousand followers so uh zero is probably the most important show uh, it's along with Tim Full Hat that I'm doing right now because, man, the more and more I study spirituality, the more and more I realize it's going to be okay. So go check it out. Guys, anything that I miss? Anything? Uh, okay, guys, so let's get to the show. This is a, a banger. I mean, this is her first appearance, but she is making a run, for, in my opinion, for Mount Rushmore, at least for 2020. She's who, making a run. I don't want to know who we're taking off. We're going to keep that yeah. up for next episode. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like a banger, though. So uh, we're super excited to have Dr. Mary Helen Hensley on talking about near-death experience. So, uh, Or death experience, afterlife stuff. It's a banger. Enjoy it. We love you, Swarm. So I think this is going to be a message of hope. Uh, she is an author. She's experienced some insane stuff in her life. Please welcome Dr. Mary Helen Hinsley. How are you? 
Hey, good. How are you? We cannot complain. This is uh, going to be our last show in the studio for 2020. We got one more episode. All right. uh, And then we're wrapping up what was a chaotic year for a lot, but a fun ride for us. It was a good year for us. I'm happy. I mean, like my favorite year so far. Why is it your favorite year so far? Because I have, it's, I've had a ball. I've had the best year, like, so, literally, know, from like, start to finish. I've had a. It, it all depends. Amazing year. On how you took this situation. If you exactly. like, if you were like, oh man, I'm just, oh fuck, man, I hope, I hope, blah, 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 blah. I hope this doesn't happen. Oh my god, I need my check, blah blah blah. Or you were like, okay, fuck, I gotta figure out different revenue streams and stuff like that. If you went into Action Jackson, things changed. Yeah, and, and that's kind of what we did here. We went hard in the paint. You started Rockfin. You started Not a Patreon. You you were rocking and rolling, dude. Rocking and rolling, real rock and roller. Johnny started the podcast, too, with the Broken Sim. Yeah, I'm glad to be on Johnny's show. It's a real honor. <laughs> Never gets old. Um, so, Doctor, tell us a little, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Ooh, a little bit about myself. Um, well, I live in Ireland. We're talking from Ireland right now. Damn. And, um, yep, I've lived here for 22 years. I'm from Virginia originally. And uh, so I'm a southerner. I live in Los Angeles during the summers. I've written 10 books. I practice. I came over here, practiced chiropractic for many years and uh, metaphysics simultaneously. Everything I do is about frequency and um, helping people to help themselves to heal. I absolutely love that. Because I think that is the most important thing is that people need to really come to grips with that nobody's coming to save them and that they have all the tools to get back on their feet, back on the horse, and to ride all inside them. It's all in you. You are ama- We are all amazing, gifted, spiritual beings that have been trained to believe we're we're just nothing but monkeys wearing sneakers and we're just like specks of shit on a rock hurling through space and I couldn't disagree more with that. Couldn't disagree more with that. So yeah, I'm like those those people don't those people don't get a vote in my world. <laughs> <laughs> um one thing I deal with when when I when I so you were telling us uh, off there that you had gone to Roswell, you put on your tinfoil hat, and you roller skated, not not rollerbladed, roller skated through the city with your uh, tinfoil hat on. So uh, we we both kind of were talking about how we love tinfoil hats. Uh, so you obviously have a tinfoil hat. Uh, so we are in an information war right now with with what is going on in the world, whether it's this virus, and I know people hate hearing about, but all the stuff going on. And the biggest pushback from the non-believers of conspiracy theorists is that 
No, dude, are you telling me all these people are working together, conspire to convince us to, to lie to us? I mean, everybody, and no one's coming forward, and no one's saying everything. What is your What is your thoughts on that take? Because I hear that all the time from people I love that I've learned I can't engage with unless it's on a podcast. Right. Okay, so let me just let me mess them up a little bit here by talking about how this whole thing started with me. Um, I had an audio book to record. So like I said, I'm all about frequency and sound. You know, I had, we'll get into it. I had a near-death experience in 1991. Um, I was in a car crash. I got hit 75 miles an hour, broke my neck. Um, I died. And I have vivid memories of what took place after. Okay. So some people will come back and they're all like, Oh, and the love and the light, walk into the light, Carolyn. It was amazing. And <laughs> the feelings like, oh, really, that's, that's all that matters, right? The feeling is what matters. However, this girl got sent back with all the memories of everything. So like I've been walking around for almost 30 years trying to explain to people, oh, my God, guys, please just let yourselves off the hook and just live. Stop it with all the nonsense. Stop the judgment. Stop this. Just go live. Take the risk. Eat the chocolate cake. You know, do whatever it is that you came here to do and stop trying to worry about what other people um, feel like you should be doing with your life. And so um, I go out in March, early in March, to – record with um for audible amazon this new audiobook that i have so it's coming out in a couple of days understanding is the new healing and the reason this thing is so crazy wild is because it's the first book in audible history that uses frequency and these are frequencies that i got when i was dead guys um that have been absolutely beautifully honed with a a, a music producer a sound engineer from los angeles and Behind each of the stories that I'm telling in the book is a frequency that matches because every physical organ, every spiritual um, state, every emotional state has a resonance. It's it's not woo-woo, it's physics, you know? So the heart has a resonance. Human DNA has a resonance, and we're able to map that. And so if I'm telling a story in the book and it's dealing with you know, somebody's deep, dark depression because they had to abort a child in 1960s Ireland where that wasn't acceptable and they had to get on a boat and go to England to do this and their, their children hate them because she's like all depressed and there's a vibration that goes behind that. So like I'm going out to record this amazing audio book, right? So I get on the phone, I call my friend, COVID, COVID, COVID is all coming up in the air now. We're just starting to talk about it. It's early March. And I called my friend in L.A. and I said, hey, I'm coming over. Just wanted to run this past you. I'm going to pick this virus up on the way over because I want to <laughs> dissect this thing. I want to see I want to see how this thing kicks. And so she's like, rock on. Let's do it. And she goes, but I'm not going to get it. So let's make our declarations. About That's right. awesome. I mean, you is, do this it. This is one of my best friends in the world. And so she, her practice is with bioresonance. So she has this equipment that's able to break down the frequencies of things. Me, I do it, you know, that's where it gets woo-woo because I came back with the with the ability to do that, like downloading somebody's hard drive just by touching them or being in their space or not even years later, I don't even have to be in their space. She uses equipment to break things down in frequencies. Um, and so I'm like, look, you've got the bioresonance. I'm going to get this thing and we're going to break it down. And then we're going to share it with everybody so people aren't freaking out. And she's like, deal. 
So I fly out on the 12th of March. By the 13th of March, I wake up with the razor blades and the fever and the whole nine yards. And so I give it a couple of days and I'm like getting sicker by the day. I already know I've got COVID because I've got like, we call it the bat pox. I am covered in this rash. I mean, I just, I was like, I looked like Quasimodo, man. I was just like, (laughs) sick as a dog. But as Gomer Pyle would say, I'm sick as a dog, but having the time of my life because I was on a mission, do you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people think I am absolutely nuts. What do you mean you wanted to get COVID? I wanted to get COVID. Dude, I've had brain, I've, I've had a brain tumor. I've had cancer twice. I've been Whoa. gang raped. I've done, this body <laughs> has been through everything. God damn. You got me? COVID ain't going to do shit to her. Yeah, Dude, God damn. I've been dead. I've been dead. So I came back here to live and experience it all. All right. And yeah. I actually feel like I got put into this position and chosen for this because I've got the means with which to handle it. Would you so, take the vaccine? What do you think I'm going to do? Would you take you the kidding? vaccine? You said you're, you you're here. Sorry? Would you take the vaccine? You said you're here. You're you're here to try it all. Is that part of it? No. Oh, good point. I don't know. I'm just saying. Point. She's growing up in front of our eyes. I'm experiencing not taking the vaccine. How about that? All right. All right. Respect. Um, that. Respect. Point. Counterpoint. Let me let me inject some dengue fever into my waiting pores. Um, no. So. I go in, I say I'm going to do this because I want to break it down. I know my body can handle it because one of the things about having been through a death experience is I actually know when I die, do you know, again. So I was confident going into this that I wasn't going to be one of these. So the coolest thing that happened was they were going, oh, you know, they're acting like they don't know anything about it. And if you feel like you've got the symptoms, please report to the nearest hospital, doctor, whatever, right? So I go to Kaiser Permanente in Hollywood, right? And I I walk on. It looks like an apocalypse scene out of a zombie movie. And they've like got, you know, the hazmat gear. You know, they're walking around. And I'm like, dude, this is crazy. So I'm in triage outside of the hospital. And I'm only going there because I thought they were trying to keep an actual tally um, of people who were going. And really, I wanted to see what it looked like inside. Um so I go in. I am the only person in the ER. This is in the ho- in the hospital in Hollywood. Can you even imagine? They're kitted out from head to toe, and I'm the only person in there. So I'm I'm waiting in this like little hermetically sealed glass bubble that they have me in. And the best thing happened because remember now it's like just after it's Friday, the 13th, March. Um, Nobody knows what's actually happening. Nobody knows what, you know, people, we have our conspiracy theories that are starting to bubble up. And then we've got the odd person that you hear of and the stories about, Oh my God, this one who had no underlying conditions died. So like all this stuff starting to come in now I'm sitting in the ER by myself with not another patient in there. And my doctor comes in and he's holding a clipboard and he was white knuckled. And he said, Dr. Hensley. And I said, yeah. And he goes, did you take an oath? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, here, look at my back pox, man. And I'm like trying to show him. And he's like, I can't treat you. And I just want you to know that. And he's like shaking. And he goes, 
I've just come out of a board meeting. We've been told that we can't take anybody under 70 unless they're in acute respiratory failure. You're obviously not. And I said, no, I am not. And he said, I can't even test my own parents. I can't test myself. I'm not allowed to take it in. And I said, may I ask why? And he said, yeah, you're only worth 13000 to the hospital. And he oh then proceeds to tell God. me this is from the horse's mouth, right? He says, 70s and above, 39 grand. Put him on a ventilator, 52. And on that day, the boogie monster died for me. So he goes, exact words, go home. You're going to feel like shit. We know you have it. I'd already lost my taste and smell at that stage. Um, I'm covered in the rash. He goes, we haven't heard much about the rash. He goes, you know you have it. You're going to, you know what to do. And I was like, yeah, I'm popping up the zinc and the vitamin D, a little tonic water in there. And I'm just going to feel, feel bad for a few days or a few weeks. It was, um, and he's like, that's it. And so he ended up leaving. He left the hospital, like as in quit, no longer work there. Wow. Yeah. And so I was so fortunate because I am such a blabbermouth. And so here's me on Facebook Live. Guess what just happened, guys? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, Joe and everybody, you know, I'm like, hey, reporting live from the COVID. And I'm walking out of the, of the hospital. And for five weeks, I did this. I got shut down off Facebook. They red flagged my website. Um, and it was just, like, it was really interesting. And so um, it was great. But but what was happening was as we broke it down with the bioresonance, all this stuff starts popping up. Lyme disease, Bell's palsy, aspergillosis, which is black mold, dengue fever. Um, There was this series of events. And I'm going, oh, my God, this thing's all about alkalinity and acidity. So the people who are alkaline, and I'm talking about not just physically, but emotionally alkaline as well, are going to be the ones who do fine. And the ones who aren't, aren't going to do well. Holy My shit. mom, she's 91. Holy My mom got shit. it, sailed through it, sailed through it. Her best friend's son got it at the same time as me, and he died. But they couldn't wait to put that on the front page of the paper, but they didn't mention of the heart attack. They I know we have a delay right now. I know we have a delay, a small delay between I'm you good. and I. Please break down what you just said for a guy who flunked first grade. What does that mean, what you just said? Because that, to me, is part of this insanity of this thing, is that... you. I got it. Get my tinfoil hat. Yeah, I got it. And I had it for two days. I was done. I I was like, boom, I'm gone. I got a buddy of mine. I just gig with him. Half the dudes this guy knows has died. I'm like, dude, you want to gig with me coming to St. Louis? Leave death at home. Don't bring it with you to St. Louis. But dude, he's got all the, and like, I'm like, why are all these people that then you're looking like, oh, do they have like two or three other uh, ailments? Probably. But you're saying it's something else. Break that down real quick. And I know sometimes people are over like okay. hearing about Corona, but I think this is very important. Break it down real well, what quick. What you've experienced, what we've experienced since the beginning of 2020 is we have moved from the, a 3D world 
we blew right past 4D and we've moved into 5D. And so what that means is a fifth dimensional element to this is choice. Okay. And so when we are talking about something as big as, as the virus, if it was a lethal and deadly virus, it means that every human being who comes into contact mm-hmm. with it would die. Okay. No different than you could have someone who smokes for 10 years and gets lung cancer, or you can have that granny lighten her cigarette off the hundred, you know, her 100th birthday candle. Yeah. You know, that's my favorite post that I've ever seen. <laughs> and it's all about what the individual is here to experience. That proves it because if it was lethal to everyone, everyone would be dead. But we see people who've experienced it as, Oh, I've just lost my job. Oh, I'm going to take this time and spend it with my family for the first time in forever. Oh, I'm going to clean out those 5,000 emails. Oh, I'm going to reinvent how I work and work from home. Oh, let me go clean out my garage. For me, it was, oh, let me see what this body does to, or this virus does to help clean out my body. So every symptom of every ailment in my 51 years that I have ever had revisited me like the ghost of freaking Christmas past for five weeks. It was incredible because I had the chance to carry that sustained temperature. I have never been as well as I am now. I grew twice the amount of hair that I had. I have the energy of a 20 year old. I am like, it's, What it did to my body was it literally burned out everything that was kind of latent and hiding out in there. That's how it affected me. I know there are people who are very emotionally attached to their long-haul story, the long-haul symptoms, the long-haul this. But you could pretty much predict those in your circle who would be telling that story. Those who would affect that way. Me, I'm all about, give me the experiences, give me the challenges. Therefore, I experienced it exactly in the way that I needed to. Do you see? Guys, it is the season to be jolly. Tis the season to take care of the ladies and get your little ho, ho, ho on. Shave it down. That's right. Manscaped, dude. Take off your hat real quick, dude. Do you want your balls to look like his head real quick? Look how tight that is. That is high. That is tight. That is Manscaped good, okay? Don't use it on your head. You use it on your nuts, okay? Manscaped is the premium men's grooming product out there. It is only the best of the best for you, my friends, okay? Because Manscaped got a very special offer us, right? The Manscaped Performance Package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle and makes it the perfect gift for whatever you're celebrating. It doesn't matter, okay? Imagine opening uh, opening an attractive box that says, your balls will thank you. Your balls will thank you, and your balls will thank you, okay? This bundle includes the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. Bang! The best trimmer on the market, okay? The best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body, dude. Dude, Johnny loves to get in that hole and just well, clean gotta, it out, man. Just fucking with a weed whacker. And then afterwards, he gets one of those leaf blowers, and he just gets all that shit out of there. Because Johnny cares about his lady. That's why, dude. All right? It's a season 
to Manscaped. So go get yourself, your dad, your brother, your friends, your best gift of all, the Manscaped Performing Package. Okay, let's not forget about the famous liquid form- formula, the crop preserver, ball deodorant, and the crop reviver, ball toner to maximize your ball hygiene. It's very important because chicks are working them nuts now, okay? So, guys, it's the best value you can get with the performance package, okay? It's it's hot off the press, hot off the shelves. Get 20% off, free shipping with the promo code TINFOILHAT, okay? Get 20% off, free shipping with the, pro, with the promo code TINFOILHAT at manscaped.com. That's 20% off, free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code TINFOILHAT. What are you waiting for? Get in it to win it and rock them nuts. Okay, so you were saying alchemy versus something else. Is that what you're? I think, expl- I think you said alkalinity was was an element. Alkalinity. Right? What? Okay, so it's alkalinity versus something else, or is it just alkalinity? Acidity. Acidity. Okay. Acidity. Okay, so explain that to yeah. me real quick, because so, I read at a okay, low level. Okay, so an alkaline an alkaline body is one where the blood pH is balanced. An acidic body is one where we have a more acidic blood pH, okay? When we have a more acidic blood pH, and that can come from diet, it can come from environmental things, and it can come from emotional things. So the favorite story of 2020 is when people would hear that Jack Jones over here died of COVID, but he had underlying symptoms, and we'd all breathe this silent kind of, And then there's Nurse Jones over here who makes the front page headlines because she was 28 and had no underlying circumstances. And the mind-blowing bullshit about this whole thing is that we have spent so much time trying to educate everybody about mental health, your state of mental being, uh, you know, being in this kind of Zen headspace. And then all of a sudden that goes out the window when the global pandemic starts. So we're so quick to go, oh, my God, because we love drama. Nurse Jones is 28, perfectly physically fit, had no underlying conditions, and the coronavirus killed her. And I'm like, oh, did you know her personally? So maybe her father just died. Maybe one of her kids just tried to commit suicide. Maybe she has crippling student loans. And the idea that we break things down to suit us in that moment and our, our affinity for drama is what has been really brought to the surface throughout this entire thing. Wow. If this was a virus that was as lethal as they say it is, we'd all be dead. Johnny, you got a question? What, do you think that drinking alkaline water can help at all? <laughs> That's what she's doing. It's a, it, it actually is a lot more than that. To be quite honest, the emotional state of the body mm. has far more to do it with anything. Yeah, if you're eating shit and rubbish every day, your blood pH is going to be more acidic. Yep. You know? I, I just know because um, we've had people on the show who preach it. Lots of tea. It's lots of anything. When you're in the lots of category with anything in your life, you're probably acidic. Man, that's the type of blood they don't want for adrenochrome is acidic blood. Right. Got to keep it alkaline. Wow. It's science. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. So 
knowing that I was here investigating this, what happens is like, I, like I said, guys, I've been through a near death experience. I've had an extraordinary life and, you know, at 21 to go through that and to be able to spend more time now having been through that experience of being dead and coming back to tell the tale. Um, I have gone through these things, like I said, with different emotional states, with different physical states, with cancers, with, you know, brain tumors, with all this kind of stuff, because I wanted to see how does the human body tick and be able to share that with other people. And so because I've had so many different things, I've got a lot of stuff that hangs out in there, you know, like Lyme disease. Once you have Lyme, we we say it's latent in the body. So with Lyme disease, um, you know, there's so many underlying symptoms like chronic fatigue and there's different neurological things. Um, if anybody ever got a fever blister, a cold sore, they've had the herpes virus and we've been told it hangs out in the body and it can rear its head in whatever way, shape or form. So we have lots of things that have come along the path in our experience that are dormant in the body. Well, what I'm saying is that when I got this virus, it literally went through like a tornado and it cleared all this stuff out. It, you know, I ran a sustained temperature for long enough that allowed my body to clear itself out. It was extraordinary, absolutely extraordinary. So much so that I got in the car then at the end of that experience, after I had done everything I needed to do in LA when I recovered and I got the car and drove across America because I wanted my girls to remember 2020 and the global pandemic, stopping in the American diners and driving across Navajo land yeah, and yeah, you know, climbing yeah, yeah. Eagle Rock and Sedona. And it's all about what this is. So when people are like, oh, my God, it's been the most shit year and it's the worst year of my life. Like I've written a book. My mom is 91 and just released her first book last week. Wow. And that's what she did during after she recovered from the coronavirus, by the way, from COVID-19 at 91. My aunt is like late 80s. I'm going to go ahead and write this book. The only question I have for you is you said you had a brain tumor and you had chemo, right? And uh, did you? No, I no. mean, not uh, cancer. You had chemo. cancer. You, you didn't do the chemo. So I'm guessing that's what I was going to ask you. You've never trust doctors at all. At all. Like. You you didn't trust them at, at all. No no no. I would. Yeah. I I I find everybody's contribution valuable because for people who are resonating at a certain frequency and they're interacting with the world around them in a certain way, allopathic medicine that the GP is important to their story. So for me, I'll go in and I'll find out. Just hey, confirm this diagnosis for me, and then I'm going to go do this in mm. order to get rid of this. So, like, when I found out I had the brain tumor and he was like, okay, we're going to do, we can get this. Don't you worry. Chemo and radiation. And I went, hell no. 528, 528 hertz is the frequency of human DNA. You can correct anything in the body if you utilize it properly. So, I ran ran 528 for six weeks and got rid of my own brain tumor. And I'm like, hey, do you want to know how I did this? And they were like, no. That's exactly (laughs) what I was asking her. I was like, then how would you cure it? There must be a way. You can't like, yeah, you can't get, you can't go to chemo and then not trust COVID. Like everybody, like my friend that, that had cancer, he cured COVID and to him, like they cured, they cured his cancer with the whole chemo and everything. And he's like, dude, this is legit. And I understand because the doctor saved his life kind of so that he's kind of on this thing where like, if they did that, they're going to do this. That's why I asked her, I was like, as for someone who's had all that, but she cured it without them. She cured it without them. So she don't need them. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't invalidate anyone's experience. And I, you know, when people come to me for healing as well, I can very quickly evaluate where their mindset is. And I will be the first one to go, you need to go do chemo with this because you don't have the, the and it's not a one is better than, they're just different experiences. But I will say, you don't have the skill set yet. You have not developed the tools to get through this without their help. Oh, that makes Someone sense. Someone like too. me who's been dead and goes, oh, my God, I get how the human body works. I get this. I'm like, I'm going to rock a 28-day cycle, change the neural pathways in my brain, boom, bring myself out of this space and resonate at, at, a, at a frequency of 528 hertz and clean up my own DNA. And I'm going to take ownership of why I got sick. And let me look at that. I'm going to bring that into there. I don't believe that the average human being who hasn't been exposed to this has that kind of discipline. And that's what it takes is a discipline to do that. So if somebody's a really great athlete, which I am not, um, they probably practice their craft every single day. Brilliant singers. Brilliant musicians, they play those instruments, use that voice every single day. Me, I talk to dead people and manipulate the frequency in my human form, and I'm just really good at it. Wow. 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 Hey, guys, I want to tell you about our friends at L-Ride and their show, SensationalFilm.com. Okay, head to SensationalFilm.com to learn more about the origins of censorship playing out right in front of our eyes. The film highlights the importance to citizen journalism in the 21st century, okay? There is a massive divide and lack of trust in the media today. So it's imperative that we now participate in exposing the truth, okay, with interviews featuring Alex Jones, Roger Stone, Max Tandon, Max Blumenthal, and a whole bunch more, okay? The best, the best in alternative media. Sensational delivers a roadmap to understanding the American propaganda system. I've watched it. It's a phenomenal thing. I'm working with L. Ride on projects. Couldn't be happier. They're a wonderful, independent production studio doing the Lord's work. So go, guys. Go check out sensationalfilm.com. So let's get into your book, man. This is, I mean, dude, I could listen to you talk all day. Uh, Promised by Heaven. <laughs> what, how'd, you, how'd that get the name? What does that name mean? That's the first one. So, you know, pull out your tinfoil hat now because um, <laughs> my father was a Southern Baptist minister. And I was the youngest of four to come along. And my parents were both in their 40s when they found out that my mother was pregnant with me. So my mom gets called to the doctor, and she has the German measles. So back in the 60s, the last thing that you want to be told is that you've got German measles during the first trimester because they didn't have the, the, the means to cope with that at the time. So it basically meant your baby's going to be messed up. You need to get your head around this. Don't know if it's going to be special needs, if it's going to be you know physical incapacitation, but you need to just accept that things are not going to be okay. So my parents go home. My father now, remember, Southern Baptist and a minister, he gets this visit, and this is what's so amazing because you would think someone who is uh, you know the that the kind of the modern day version of of Christian is going to refer to a visit that they have as an angelic thing or like the Holy Spirit came. My father could say nothing, but he had a visit from two celestial beings and it blew his mind. It was so far out of his comfort zone. 
And they say to him, remember, it's 1968. I was born in 69. They say to him, your daughter is not only going to be fine, but she's going to come in with some very unusual abilities. So, like, we don't do gender reveals in the late 60s. They had no idea. So the daughter is born, and my parents are hanging out. And so anytime anything ever happened with me, my dad would always say, stop worrying about this. You're promised. And that's where the title of that came from. Wow. Wow. That's pretty cool, man. So tell me about your relationship with your grandfather, Dr. Garland Clark. <laughs> all right. So we nicknamed him Judge. That's his. That was his nickname with all the grandchildren. And Judge has been my best friend since I was a very small child. Or, I mean, as long as I can remember. And um, he, we had a very unique relationship when I was a kid. I mean, he was always there for me. And so... When I was four years old, my dad was about to crack because um, I would tell my parents, of course, about things that Judge would tell me about people. And they would know, you know, these are things that, that I'd never met these people that Judge had told me these things. And there was no way I could have known them. And I'd talk about things that Judge and I would talk about. And my parents would just kind of be looking at each other. And so finally we had the kitchen table talk. And so my father, who was this big booming man, he was also a big American football player. Um, in addition to being a minister, he walks in and he sits down. He said, sugar, do you know the difference between alive and dead? Yeah, I'm like crickets. And so it was then that they revealed to me that my grandfather had been dead since I was one. So now the celestial being visit is starting to make sense because they had said I was going to have some unusual abilities. Well, this is how it began to manifest itself because I had a I'm looking at you guys. Right. And you're on my computer screen. I'm assuming that wherever you are, that you're in the same kind of body that I'm in. Me but that's too. a grand assumption to make, right? right. Yeah. But you're in the meat suit, the same as me. So when Judge would come in and I would see this image, you know, of him and that he was, that was just another version of reality to me. So, like, I'm assuming you guys are the same as me, even though you look different to me. You're, you're flat 2D iconographs. And, you know, and so I'm going, yeah, okay, that's cool. We're having that conversation. and But you're not sitting here in flesh and blood. My relationship with Judge was exactly the same. It still is to this day. Really? Really? Wow, man. I just had a woman hit me up who's been on the show before, and she said Brody Stevens visited her and had a message for me. She never had met, met him, right? No. Now, Johnny believes she Googled him and found out they like <laughs> baseball. I don't think she cares enough yeah. to do that. But she was like, he had a message for you that everything's okay, and it's it's way bigger than I think. I believe that's what she said. It's way bigger than I think. Like Kevin or wherever he's at is bigger wherever than... Wherever he is, man. It's pretty... I'm down. You know, the, the reason it's, I thought that is because she just casually, she got, according to you, she said, oh, yeah, and he's like in a baseball stadium, if that means anything, which is like the number one fact that anybody knows about Brody Stevens was that he goes to baseball games. Like if you Google Brody Stevens, it's going to be a picture of him in a baseball stadium. But you meet some people and you're just like, they don't vibe like that. That's not like their thing. 
to like be like, I'm gonna make something up so I can get on his show. That doesn't that doesn't seem like her vibe because she never even asked to be on the show. She was like, I just want you to know he visited me and told me that everything's gonna be good. That's the best way to get on the show is to not ask. Well, Johnny, you could be cynical, okay? You and your dad that saw Werewolf one day. You're really into werewolves, but you're not into... Werewolf? The what fact the fuck that are you I, talking about? Just go along with it, Johnny. Stop ruining the doctor's story. We're having fun over here. You well, dude, I, I, really, I wish you had it. You, you're the one who brought up me saying that. I would have never brought that up. I mean, obviously, you don't bring is, that up. Uh, don't bring up is, me talking uh, shit in private about somebody. Well, what is, what is Johnny? Hey, hey, I know some uh, private shit you said about somebody <laughs> off Johnny. the air. Let's let's bring that up on a show that a hundred thousand people listen to. Johnny, your acidic levels are rising. Okay, just chill, just chill. We don't want you to get the COVID. Okay, Johnny, do you, do you believe when people call you and you think about them that that's kind of coincidence or that's just kind of like? Do you think that's part of the universe, Johnny? That's connected on a vibe, right? You know, no differently. You know, when I talk to uh, and and I go, well, I use frequency in order to help people to help heal themselves. You know, I'm able to manipulate that in a positive way. And people are like, oh my God, that's rubbish. You know, that's, you can't do that. Or my friend who uses the bioresonance, Angelica, you know, that, oh my God, that's crazy. You know, what are you talking about? I'm like, you have no problem picking up your phone dialing a number and speaking to someone in real time and not having a, you know, that there's a frequency bouncing out of this up to outer space to a satellite and back down. Come on. That's like, that's as crazy as a virgin birth. Do you know? It's uh, (laughs) it's so funny what people will pick and choose what they think is is relevant or real. And and if Verizon came out... If Verizon came out and said, oh, we now have a frequency and that you can just think of somebody and connect with them, everybody who was calling you crazy would suddenly be like, yeah, did you hear? We cannot connect through a frequency. You're like, I was just telling you that two months ago. Like your Wi-Fi? Yeah, yeah. I oh, mean, just like it. your fucking Wi-Fi? Yeah, but listen. But the point is, it's like with the Hunter Biden shit, right? Like, I was telling everybody about Hunter Biden in September. They all thought I was crazy. And now that CBS, ABC, and Fox, and all of them are talking about it, now all of a sudden they're like, can you believe this Hunter Biden stuff? I'm like, I told you that two months ago. But because the people that for some reason have an, AB, an alphabet by them who've been lying to you for years suddenly stop lying to you you want to believe them over me who i've known you for 20 years and we've been bfs forever yep it's so crazy the human mind it's so crazy dude but so- the, the thing is is that you can and here's the difference between how people have experienced life or 2020 or whatever you know it's you either recognize that and you dance with that devil and have a great time. Like I wake up every day. I got smashed to bits in that accident. It broke my neck. I died. I, I was told I'd never have children. I too. Um, you know, like everything that could possibly happen. And so I wake up in pain every single day. And here's the first thing that goes through my head before I get up. Is the pain I'm in right now bigger than what I want to accomplish? And the answer is always no. And so people are going to be able to focus in on, there's a great saying, you are what you love and what you love is what you give your attention to. And those who give their attention to their misery, their pain, oh my God, this has been the worst year ever. I'm like, are you kidding? I had this giant, you guys would die. 
this huge piece of artwork in my office now, which really pisses a lot of people off <laughs> because it's this beautiful 3D explosion of, of COVID. It's this fabulous um, construct that my friend Brian made, and it's just amazing, and it's all glittery, and it's fab. And so then I parked it right between the hand of God touching Adam. <laughs> and they're like, blasphemous. And we've had people die from this. I'm like, are you actually kidding? Are you going to pull that card? Because people die every single day. Yes. Just because it happened on your doorstep doesn't yeah. mean we haven't been dancing at that party all year long. <laughs> you know, it's anymore. like going, it, please, come on. Do you know, it's all what you choose to, to do with it. And I have had the most extraordinary, I've had the most extraordinary life. Forget about just this year. I have had the best time, and I have a list of ailments this long. I have challenges that you couldn't even begin. You would weep through a box of <laughs> tissues if I told you everything that has happened in my life. And I show up every single day with utter gratitude and understanding that those things happen not to me but for me. Every single thing is presenting me with an opportunity to show up more. for myself. I agree more. And everything that's going on in the world, I'm like, if you are that dense that you actually believe that your life is now going to change because of the political state in America, you you deserve everything that you get. I because it's been like more. this all the way through. And I don't care what monkey is running that circus. <laughs> Do you know? I don't care. It's all about how you show up to the party. Yeah, I totally agree. Hey, do I want to hear about, tell me exactly your near-death experience. What was that like? What was that like? Okay. So I was, it was December 14th. I actually just had my 29th birthday. <laughs> um, and uh, I was on my way to a Christmas party in Charleston, South Carolina. I got to the intersection of Highway 17, which is a, a major highway, and I had to turn, and I had to go across traffic in order to turn in towards town. So I get, I sit at the stoplight. I'm waiting, 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 and finally my light turns green. I go across the traffic, and then I get to the last lane before I'm going to turn towards town, and I look, and there is a car coming at me, which the police estimate at 75 miles an hour. Oh, my and God. So incredible was right at that moment, everything starts to slow down. Yes. And I mean, it's creeping at his face. And remember, preacher's daughter here, right? And I'm looking, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm getting ready to die. I was suddenly very aware that I had done this many times before. And I also became very aware that I'm in charge of my own death. How do you want to do this? Do you want to stay in the body for this one? Do you want to feel the impact? Is there anything Whoa. that you need to experience from that? Or do you want to take off? And I was like, well, man, that's going to hurt 75 miles an hour. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to sit this one out. I'm going to take off. So after making that decision, there was a sound. This is why I'm so into frequency. There was a sound, and that sound was what kept me tethered to this experience here. And so that sound gets louder and louder. Up I go. Next thing, I'm watching my accident. 
everything speeds back up. That car smashes me, T-bones into the driver's side. My head goes through the window. I watch my neck break. My seat folds in half, glasses everywhere. I'm spinning through the intersection. And I'm watching all of this with the same interest as one who has just taken off their nasty clothes after being out mowing the lawn and goes and throws them by the washing machine and goes and takes this amazing shower. That's how much I cared about the body that I had just left. Oh, my God. So I am witness to my own death. Damn. Is there anybody with you? You know how you watch the movies and someone watches you or just there by yourself? Yeah, were you up there by no, yourself? That, that, that was just me. Yeah, see, this is the funny thing. I'm like, hang on a second. Y'all told me that Jesus was going to be there or that my, <laughs> my grandmother was going to show up or whatever. And I'm like sitting here in this crazy, you know, I play I play music over here. I'm, I play the Irish drum, the baron. Um, and so I love the trad sessions. And my favorite instrument is the Ilian pipes, which is the elbow pipes. And so right before, you know, when we're sitting in the pub and the, you know, there's pints all around and everybody's getting ready to play, start playing music. Those pipes start droning and everybody associates that sound with a really good session is getting ready to happen. And so that's the closest sound I've ever heard to the sound that I heard during that time. And so, um, I'm like, there's the sound and I'm looking around and I'm now, fr- you know, like I'm freshly dead. And I'm going, where's everybody that they said was going to be here? And I'm observing this. And what was so fascinating was I can connect with and see everybody who's now coming up to the car and realizing that there's a dead person in it. And I'm just watching. And all of a sudden, that sound, that drone that sounds like the pipes starts speeding up. As soon as I've watched the accident happen and I'm seeing my own body dead in the car and I'm like, all right. The sound starts speeding up. The music was insane. I have been chasing those vibes for 30 years now. And it's the music of the spheres. It is a sound that you can't even put words to. There were colors. There were these sounds. And then, bang, I'm in this space. And when I land in this space, I'm no longer hearing that low drone because I've now come to realize that low vibe is what keeps the the spirit, the soul, you know, the, the I am that we are, the one who's driving the bus. Yeah. That's what keeps us tethered to the earth plane. Once that vibration increases, you who you really are comes out of the body, comes out of the earth plane and is in this kind of this in-between space. So, you, so how long? So you're still awesome. looking for that noise, right? You said that noise. I'm wondering. We, all, me and Sam, always talk about when. Well, you, I mean, I'm because me and Sam always talk about how shrooms change everything. I'm wondering, have you tried to find the vibe or like with shrooms or something? Like the music. No, because no, I've been able to recreate that. And but funny enough, I know a lot of people who have, you know, and it's like I don't even need I don't need that to get to that stage. Um oh once God. you've kind of broken that glass ceiling, um, that's not something that I need. It's you know, have you it's like you hand those to a monk who's who's in that perfect Zen state and you know, you give them the mushrooms and they're like they're like, Oh my god, wasn't that amazing? And they're like no, it's that's not the that. world I see every day. <laughs> so you are in this amazing place. Sound is color. Everything's amazing. You're looking down. 
You see the accident still, right? And correct me if I'm wrong. You still see the accident. What makes you go back? Is there? Do you have a talk with somebody? Like someone looks like ZZ Top, yeah. and they're like, "Listen, <laughs> do you want to go back? Do you want to hang out there? We got a kegger going it was on." ZZ Top. It was both of them. Um, <laughs> so I separate from the ability to be able to see what's happening once the sound increased. Once the sound increased, I was somewhere else. I wasn't able to see what was happening there any longer. So I get into this space. But when I, I had my own two beings, and I was like, oh, my God, these are guides, my guardians. This is crazy. What they and look like. And we all have them. So you're never, ever, ever alone, ever. They're always there, and we all have them. And they sat there with me as my mind imploded because I am now deconstructing my understanding of how time works on the earthly plane. Because this is where the life review came in. And I am sitting in this space watching in like a 360 cinema all aspects of my life playing out simultaneously. Time does not march forward chronologically outside of the earth plane. It's happening all at the same time. You want, And it was just like, and then you're like, oh, my God, you're suddenly remembering This is like Monopoly. You guys, we sit down and play Monopoly. We suspend our understanding of reality temporarily. And we pretend to believe that we can buy a hotel on (laughs) Park Place with that pink $500 bill. (laughs) It is so interesting, dude. So everything's going on at once. You basically look around. It's like almost like that, that moment in the Matrix where like there's all these television screens all around you. And like every moment of your life is acting out right now. Man, I got some weird moments about to act out on the fucking <laughs> I'm going to be sitting next to these beans going, Dude, I'm sorry. I was in a weird place. I didn't. Okay, there's a lot of these screens. Can we just condense them into one screen and move these over here? I had a weird moment. It was from my four, my twenties and my forties. I ended. I'm a different guy. I can't be accountable for my behavior. Yeah, that time. Okay, we make part. mistakes. I didn't know anyone was keeping score. Here's the best part, though, for the preacher's daughter, right? Because, like, I've been drilled my whole life at that stage. You know, there's heaven, there's hell, here it is, you don't cut the mustard, guess what, sunshine, you're going down. And so, all of a sudden, you're sitting in this place, and I'm, like, looking around, and I'm going, isn't this the part where the guy comes with the beard and the gavel and And there's the judgment? You know, which escalator am I taking? Am I going up or down? And I'm looking around, and bar the two most loving entities I've ever, you know, or energies I've ever come across ever, bar them sitting there literally holding me up as I watch all of the choices that I've made in that lifetime. I'm looking around going, where's the judge? (laughs) And I realize it's me. The only one who's critiquing my performance is me. And I am suddenly in the most compassionate, amazing, self-loving space that we just simply can't experience as human beings because we've got five senses. We've got that whole shame and self-loathing thing. You know, that's a a great gig um, that we have that we walk through life with. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my God. That, And then you're like, how could I have forgotten? 
And then you realize you had to forget in order to come in here and fully immerse yourself in the experience. So like I'm telling this at my father's funeral and there's like a thousand people. I got a standing ovation in a funeral. Whoa! Right? Like, That's got to be the greatest thing ever. It was awesome because like my dad, like I said, he was also a football coach. There's like all these dudes out there in the audience and their tears are streaming and you're literally watching people let themselves off the hook because I tell them the story that coach, the preacher, whoever they knew him as this guy who had dedicated himself to the concept in that box of Christianity. And it's very small compared to the, enormity of what's actually out there they're listening to this story unfold about this man who was such an inspiration in their life and he's dying of alzheimer's and he's in the nursing home and he suddenly has this moment where he's reaching up and he hasn't been able to speak for months this brilliant orator is now a babbling mess and he reaches up and he looks over and he goes, I can see it. And my mom nearly faints out of the chair because he can't, like he literally lost his ability to speak months earlier. And I can see it. And I said, what do you see, Dad? The land beyond the river. It's more beautiful than anything you ever wrote about, sugar. <laughs> I said, all right, rock on. He said, what do you see? And he said, Mama is there and she looks so young. And I'm like, that's awesome, you know? And next thing, dude freezes like a deer in headlights. And my mother is like, oh, my God, is he dying? What's happening? And I'm like, "Uh uh-uh. And he goes, oh, my gosh, daddy's there. Now, my grandfather, my father's father, gambler, alcoholic, um, you know, the whole list of, I'm like, rock on, experiencer. Um, <laughs> everything that my father and his Christian dogma, everything that said that my grandfather did not get to go to the land beyond the river, suddenly my father on, you know, in his dying days is seeing this and he turns to my mom And he goes, oh, my gosh, Helen, I've had it wrong all along. Everyone's welcome here. You can't mess this thing up. So I'm delivering this to a church packed full of people. And there are, and it was like, whoa, you know, it was when people were able to connect with that, that this guy that they, you know, that they had revered so much, who had lived for God, who had lived for this understanding that there is this separation, this heaven and hell, that he got it in his last moments, that he realized that that was all an, all an illusion. Wow. Why do you think his experience? Sorry, why do you think his experience was a little and different made, than yours? Made, Huh? Why why do you think his experience was a little different than yours? It seems as though he he actually did see people from his from his life, right? Uh why 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 do you think yours was a little different? Because he wasn't dead. He wasn't dead. He was having an ex, a, an experience, like an out of body experience as opposed to he wasn't dying. He lived on for, so you know, a couple of months dude. after that. That's so interesting. It's like there's that moment where like these people are like Hey man, it's okay. Come on. And then there's times where it's like, oh, you're you're already here, right? Is that what you're talking about? Like versus being here, not really having a choice, and then somebody being like, hey man, it's it's a wonderful run. Come chill over here. 
on the other side of the river. What I got from that was that the grandma was young. Do you get to pick your age? Like, what age would you be? Who if goes you got to heaven is like, I want to be 90. Well, I, I, I don't know. I thought you died. I always heard it was like 32 or something. Oh, you get to pick? Or they Illuminati. give you age? What? What age would you pick? Uh, if you... That's she a was great question. So he wanted to see her in the way that he remembered oh. her best. Oh. Mm, that makes sense. So that too. was a projection of that. It's not like she shows up in a new body that way or anything. And remember, that's like it's we're literally dealing in holograms, guys. Do you know? Yeah. So that idea where she would project herself. It's like the two beings that met me on the other side. I have loved old people all of my life. I would spend time as a kid in a nursing home before I would on the playground. I was just fascinated with elderly people. So my two guys, when I show up in that space, they showed up as elderly people. You know, did they need to do that? You know, were they not like totally rocking the light body? No, they were doing that for my benefit because like I've literally just left behind that experience. I'm like shaking it off going, "Uh, what just happened? And so they appeared in the way that was most comfortable to me. Because, you know, Johnny brought up, like, the archons and, like, you know, the whole thing, like, are these archons? Are they trying to trick us to get back into the cycle that is assimilations? Because we're, we're, we're uh, you know, batteries, they feed off our energy. What are your thoughts on that? Have you ever heard that theory before? That there are archons out Sounds here? Sounds very matrix-like. Um, yeah, no, ultimately nobody can harm who and what you really are. And the closer you, you get into your awareness, the more you begin to realize that you've chosen to jump into that illusion, that idea that that's a very, very man-made fear-based idea that someone has that kind of power over you. It simply doesn't work like that. Surprise. Can someone fall into that illusion and, and play that cycle out? Absolutely. For as long as they want to. That's but that's not the ultimate reality. That's so interesting. Listen, guys, you want a mind blower? I'm sitting in my office this past week, and a kid comes in with the mother. And the mother has contacted me. They've driven for hours to get to me. And she said, um, listen, at my, at my child's request, we're here. Um, he's just different. And I know that, um, that, you know, I've heard about you. I've read, you've read about what you've been through. And we just wanted to come and talk about this. And, you know, oh, it's, it's really cute because, you know, he really he wants to grow up and be a, a rocket scientist. He wants to be an astronaut. And he stops because now he has a witness who understands. And he takes his little mask off and he turns around and he drops the truth bomb. I want you to know that I'm already an astrophysicist. And next thing, we're talking to someone with the intelligence of Einstein. This is a child. And he lets us know in no uncertain terms exactly how he got into this plane, why he's here, what he's here doing. And I I nearly lost her. She was on, you know, I was going to have to scrape her off the floor. (laughs) And this is my life. These people seek me out. You know, I've worked that with extreme awesome. people in, in the highest positions with the highest security clearance. Come on, guys. There is so much fun going on here. Do you know what I mean? So, like, getting wrapped up in the nonsense of, like, oh, my God, they're going to force me into an injection. There are so many ways around everything here. Like, there really are. I'm in control of what happens to me. 
I don't live in a fear. I don't, I can't even begin to project a vibe that has anything that leaves smacks of fear. Therefore that can't come my way. Do you know, can I play around? Yeah. Oh, they shut her Facebook down. Oh, they shut her website down. That's not for my benefit. That's for everybody else who's watching. Cause I couldn't care less. That doesn't affect me or what I say, because I'm, I'm, a, I'm here on the drip feed team. I'm just slowly dropping in the knowledge. Remember that you already are that which you seek. I love that. So open up that and be excited about the fact that you've got some freaking electricity in your house. Stop moaning about the fact that you got a bill. You've got a place that that affords you the right to use the electricity. Go celebrate that. I couldn't agree. And I live every waking moment of my life that way. I couldn't agree more. I could not agree more. I couldn't, man. And now you know why I'm single. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's so interesting? It's just like I feel like there's a thousand guys that would love to hear and hang out with you and get your energy and all that stuff. I just feel like they're out. It's like – because like on on the show, like we celebrate. We call it conspiracy smoke shows. You know, like women that are into conspiracies – are like such a, I mean, there's more and more coming because I think that women are very intrigued by human emotion. They're good at looking for shit that ain't there sometimes, too. Well, yeah, they are very good. <laughs> they love to go through your phone and fucking solve crimes that never happen. But they're yeah, also so very much into, um, like, they love murder television. Why do they love murder television? Because that is what we all would believe is to be the ultimate emotion. The ultimate emotion is like, well, I mean, the ultimate emotion is really to love somebody so much. But then there's this view in this society that we're getting programmed that there's another ultimate emotion, which is to take somebody's life, which I I, I think is disgusting. Um, But women are into that and they're into like what made so like women. Have you ever watched the show Snapped? But like watch the early versions of it. Like they showed you straight up the body. Like I'm like, oh my God, dude. They used to go real hard in the paint. But it's like you watch the commercials, what are the commercials? Tampax commercials, <laughs> fucking every fucking woman's product commercials. Cause they know who's watching that show. The problem solvers, that's who. Yeah. <laughs> or the co- problem causers, depending on who you're talking to. Um, so frequent, so I want to get into some healing ability. How, what is heal? What do you have healing ability? We all have healing ability. Do we not know how to access our own healing ability? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, everybody has the capacity to do that, but that's not everybody's job nor their path here. Okay. So, like, I have a kitchen in there, <laughs> but I walk through that to get out my back door. <laughs> <laughs> but, That's the best. See if you can see this. I just decorated it. I took pictures of diners all across Route 66. That's a great and so kitchen. I just decorated my kitchen to look like a diner. I and, um, you got a nice place out there. It's, I, like, my, little cat, my little Irish cottage. I love, uh, I love older buildings. Like, well, you know, as I start to look at maybe I'm going to buy a house, they're always like, how about this new one? I'm like, nah, give me old. I want an old, old house, man. You know, you're talking frequency. It's the cottage from the, the British Land Act of 1912. 1912? When they got there, there's, 
when they got their 40 acres and a mule here. <laughs> um, I know. I spent so much Irish money heating an old house. The Irish given back their land that the British had taken in a British land act. And so this house was part of that deal where they would give the land basically here, let us give you back the land that we've stolen from you in parcels. And so they would build then a house. And so this house is the original, um, from the 1912 British land act. Wow. So it's just, yeah, it's really cool. Little cottage. I love it. You talk about Um, frequency a lot. A lot of talk right now is about 5g, what that represents, and the reason I bring that up is because, Johnny, new houses are starting to be made with giant glass walls and doors, and there's this whole notion that part of that is about 5G frequency. Now, we just had a discussion, and, and this will lead into... Let me a- ask you about that first, and I want to get into transhumanism, because we talked about it in the last episode, and I think that is... Everyone thinks it's money. Everybody thinks it's power. I think it's. I think it's about. It's a spiritual war going on right now. But what do you think about the whole the five G frequency stuff? It's again like anything else. It's just a frequency. I think that for any of us, um, you know, it came up a lot when we were doing the deconstruction of of the virus in the beginning. Remember, I was telling you we were doing the bioresonance and um, that frequency power lines. Um, and um, 5G actually came up a lot in my breakdown. And so my body was going through this sickness of trying to adapt to that. And now, like, I don't like the brain. I could bathe in it. I could sleep in it. It's, my body is adapting. And what you're seeing, the evolution of the human beings now on the plane, what you're seeing is we're moving into a binary species. So with the integration of technology, of artificial intelligence, but remember which was created by human beings, it's part of us. That creation, that spark of creation that created that is also part of the human experience. And so rather than proceeding forward as just human beings, you're never going to see a day where artificial intelligence takes over the world and that's it. And human beings cease to exist because of it. They will coexist because the earth plane is set up for that dichotomy. That's what this whole experience is about. The darkness and the light, the human species and the artificial intelligence and the idea that one can exist without the other. As we move forward, we've created a whole different set of circumstances. So what a lot of people are going through is that shift. And some people aren't making it, nor do they want to. They might be done with what they came here to do. And their bodies can't tolerate the shift as we move into this. I mean, like if you visualize what it must look like with every single house and every single cell phone and every single satellite, that grid you're already, and people are like, oh, my God, 5G is going to kill us. You, you'd be long dead. <laughs> so what's happening is the body is adapting. It's raising its frequency, and it's changing according to that frequency. And some people can go, oh, my God, that's it. That's us done. Or you can have someone like me who goes, let me ride that way for a little while. And my, it was a little uncomfortable in the body, but boom, I landed. <laughs> and that, you know, that thing works for me now. I love that, man. I love that. I love that. I love that. So you can get caught in the in the horror story of, oh, my God, this is it, whatever. 
Nothing can harm who and what you really are, nor can anything take you off the path of what you came here to accomplish. So don't fool yourself into believing that you didn't have a part in being at this exact time in history under these exact circumstances. It is something that you chose to do. So I'm like looking at this going, well, coronavirus, 5G, all that. that that's my bitch. I chose this. <laughs> You know, the human body works for my spirit, not the other way around. Yes, that meat suit is your meat suit, not the other way around. I'm totally down with that. So we got a couple more things I wanted to talk about real quick. Uh, So this new book's got a frequency. What is that going to do for people that listen to you? How does that affect them that this, this, this book is at a certain frequency? And obviously, based upon the story, I think if I got that right, the frequency is going to change. Right. So what happens is that knowing that every, you know, every organ, every physical state and every emotional state carry a certain resonance as I'm telling the stories. And these are all, this is a a really diverse um, dip into a lot of the healing sessions that I facilitated. It goes from everything. There's alien stuff in there uh, to, uh, the past life or concurrent lifetime thing to people who've healed from cancer to people I've assisted in their death process, you name it, it's in there. And so each one of these carries a different brainwave state and each one carries a different resonance. And so when somebody's listening to this, instead of it being a complete auditory experience, we're now making it an immersive experience. So the person is feeling the story. So rather than just hearing it and responding emotionally, they're feeling it. And we're busting in everywhere. We're doing it in Hollywood, doing it through music, doing it, you know, in mainstream, in the mainstream music scene, in the, in the movie industry, we're, we're starting to infiltrate in a way that people can have an experience that is completely immersive. So we're amplifying the human experience. That's using frequency. I love that. You know, they say that about radio. Radios have a certain frequency that's meant to uh, have a certain get a certain response from you. You know how she says that sounds healing. Do you remember when they talked about Tataria and those big ass pianos, and they used yeah. to sit there and they used yes. to help you heal? Yeah, it's like another frequency like that, like yes. the vibes. I agree. I well, they're agree. now they're now proving that the the old church organs. Yeah, the organs. That yeah, type mm-hmm. they do that. Yeah, that's why Tataria. people got into an ecstatic state. Is, is because of that. And so it's like now, you know, you take music and you take it from 440 and you tune it into 432, which is the frequency of love. It becomes a completely different listening experience. And you can do that with Metallica. You can do it with Beethoven. Mariachi? Yeah. Oh, totally. Oh, shit. Elise Navidad. Elise So... Uh, a couple things I see here I, w- I want to get into. You uh, you think something's happening in Hollywood. What do you believe is going on in Hollywood right now? I believe so. Uh, <laughs> did my publicist send that question? Yes. 
I just finished. I just finished working on a screenplay that is is very reminiscent of what's actually happening in the world right now. So it's not. I believe or think something's happening. It always happens that way. That's one of the venues that the powers that be use in order to gently bring information in. So when you watch the Matrix, guess why you see it the way you do? Because that's already a reality. That's not conspiracy theory. That's not. You know, it's like watching Star Trek and that, like, oh my god. That looked just like my flip phone from 1999. Guess why? Because they were gently bringing in the idea that you'd be able to communicate through this thing that looks like a little, you know. And so Hollywood's always been doing that. And there are some really, really neat people out there. Are there some shysters out there, too? Absolutely. Name me a place or a profession where that dichotomy doesn't exist. That's what the earth plane is about. So I just happened to work with some of the team who's doing the really fun, positive stuff about bringing in this information in a way that's digestible to people. You know, you don't want to go explode their mind and then suddenly render them useless and unable to utilize this amazing information that's coming in. You need to present it in a way where they can get it, they digest it, they have time to mill it around, and then all of a sudden when it shows up, they're like, I got this. I'm good. It's not a new concept. That's not frightening to me. So you keep saying earth plane. What do you think we live on? (laughs) We're in, we're functioning within the earth plane right now. So the earth plane is a three dimensional plane that uses these kind of flesh and bone, you know, mortal coils in order to allow us to play out what we're here doing. There are other, there are other planes of existence where there are also physical forms. There are some where there are not physical forms, but there are multiple endless dimensions in which to interact. And Mm -hmm. for the, you know, we're just fractals of that same whole that have shattered into billions of pieces in order to experience ourselves in different ways. And there, if you like, honestly, like I'd be so pissed off if this is it. Well, you bro- know, like really. But do you think the earth is flat? Or do you think we live on a round plane? Is it a hologram, like a holodeck? What do you think <laughs> it is? It's, the holodeck is a little bit of a better explanation. You know, is it a rock hurtling through space? No. Come on. Um, are we here by ourselves? Are human beings the only ones on here? Absolutely not. And let me tell you straight up and I'm, you know, okay, I might sound a little bit nuts, but I am like, I'm, you know, I am a doctor and I, you know, I also have a degree in chemistry and physics and there's that, there's that really smart side of me as well. I'm telling you now that I have interacted on numerous occasions with beings who are not like you and I, they exist. They're real. I'm all about that action dog. I'm all about that. Oh man. I am all, but this has been. And that's why I approach it with humor. That's why I put on my tinfoil hat this summer (laughs) and roller skated down the street Roswell because it's all funny. And not just some of it's funny, it's all funny. You're right. You're right. You're right. Sometimes I get so, uh, I overthink it too much. I get lost in this pop. Yeah, and then you get yourself worked up into a state, and then what happens? Are you more effective, more useful, or are you less effective, and you you experience damage around you? What do you attract when you're in that space? So, yep, you're totally right. You're totally right. More assholes. More assholes. Not good buttholes either. Bad buttholes. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you on that. So, real quick, I just got two more two more questions. Why why did you become a chiropractor? Why did you move to Ireland? Why did you start writing? Those are the three. I'm bang them out. Oh my god. 
Okay. All right. Boom. Why did I, uh, I became a chiropractor because my dead grandfather, judge, who was a medical doctor, by the way, steps in after the accident and says, we, and he always talked about we, the team, we are sending you to chiropractic school. And I was like, hell no. I just got out of four years of college and I've been in school all my life. No, not happening. And he's like, you have to. And I'm like, so you're going to make me go be a chiropractor? Why do, Why can't I be a real doctor, like a medical doctor? Do you know? Like, what's the, what's the story there? And he laughed, and he said, it is essential that you learn a vitalistic philosophy because of the work you're going to be doing in the future. Damn. And I was like, I don't even know what that means. What does that word mean? <laughs> Coexistence of the mind, the body, and the spirit, the understanding that the spirit is powering the body, that the body is working for the spirit, that it is beautifully designed in an intricately, intricately wonderful way where we can utilize illness when we get off track, when our emotional state is, is not in alignment. Aspects of your body will become dysfunctional until such time that you catch your own attention and you change that. Allopathic medicine seeks to cover over that remove it, medicate it, and we have made pain and discomfort the enemy. And so by going to chiropractic school, I got to see the function of the mind, the body, and the spirit. Plus, I had just come back from being dead with this ability to kind of download people's hard drive. So I've got this ability to discern what's happening in biology. I can I can see what's happening in their biology by by reading their biography, really? and You're so that's this really cool. Yeah, and so it's you know I'm able to tap into that frequency, and I like see these mind movies. So chiropractic, dude, I've had my hands on like 150 thousand people all over them legally. Wow, <laughs> wow. Okay, so here's what I want to do. I want to. This is the final question. You've you're making a run for Mount Rushmore. I gotta be honest with you. You only been on once. We could do a bunch more, but you're making a run for Mount Rushmore. You're definitely making a run for Mount Rushmore. She's got it. She's she in came on with it. energy. Yeah, but you can't, you, we've had people multiple times, but she's in the running. It's, she, may, she may come in at the last second and just grab a uh, guest of the year. You don't know. I mean, it's possible. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're, we're voting yes. next week, so you're, you're fresh on the mind. Um, so, so you die. Uh, you go up, you hang out with these grays looking dudes or these things. They kind of, you walk into the theater of you, you see all, everything ever going on at one moment. How do you get sent back? I chose how, to come back. How? What, what, what was that? What was that like? As I'm watching and I see what's unfolded, I suddenly am keenly aware of the fact that I'd come into this life with all, like, remember, I was the kid who was talking to my dead grandfather at the age of four. I could dream things and they would happen. I knew things before they would happen. And the most that I was doing to serve humanity with those gifts was I was a cheerleader in college. I'd write the score of the basketball game down. I'd stick it in an envelope, put it in the underwear drawer. We'd go cheer, come back, crack open a beer, open the score, and I'd be like, ah! And that was me serving humankind. <laughs> so I had You always do the score? I don't know. Wait a minute. We got to get her on punch drunk. Why don't you vote? I mean, why don't you gamble? 
the temperature of the room just changed. So I had set up for myself that if I had hit the traditional adulthood of, of a human being, which we now class as 21, if I had, if I had hit 21 without finding my own way home, this accident had been set up to give me the swift kick in the butt to remind me. And this is where free will comes in. Just because you have a plan of action and just because your soul has this journey that it wants to take and these boxes it wants to tick, free will dictates that you can dance and dive and duck and and take this road instead of this road all along the way. So I had ensured that I could come in and if I was too, too caught up in the party, that I reminded myself what I actually came here to do. So luckily that happened at that age because it means that I've been to live, been able to live so much more of my life in service the way I intended. And they picked, you know, how, why did I get picked to do it? Why not me? You know, I came in, I was willing. I have a way of delivering the information in a way, I mean, huge mind bending concepts in a way that's funny and a way that people can relate to and never, ever, ever is my objective to put myself up here and somebody here just because we've had different experiences. My whole aim in everything that I do is a synergistic exchange that I see you having a different experience of the human life through a different set of eyes. But I know that what I do to you, I'm doing to myself because we've come from the exact same space. Wow. I love it, man. I love it, dude. Any question, guys? Why did I come to Ireland? Yeah. It's Ireland. Drink it. Guinness doesn't travel. <laughs> Can we get some sports picks for the maybe the Super Bowl? <laughs> Please. I love it. You, my friend, are champion. And uh, we appreciate you coming on, man. This has been... Thank any- you for having me. No, anytime, doctor. Anytime. She is Dr. Mary Helen Hensley. Uh, you guys can find her website, maryhelenhensley.com. Uh, all this will be in the uh, description below. You'll be able to get find out. She's got three books now. Three books. I have books here. Understanding is the new healing. Ten books. Ten books. These are the ones I have. Bringing Death to Life and the Promise Trilogy, Promised by Heaven. Those are wonderful books. And doctor, anytime you want, come on and just talk some smack. What is this? What is that? Here's my new one. What, I, just, I just released this one last week. What is it? What is it about? It's because I have eight, it's because I have ADD and I get bored easy. Um, so why. I stepped out of the the near death stuff that I write about, and I decided to start a series of books for kids because one of the things of, about the kids that are coming into the world these days is, as we notice, um, is that gender identity is completely different for them than it was for us growing up. The way that they relate, they just love, they love somebody just because they love somebody. Right. It doesn't matter if it's a boy and a boy, a girl and a girl, if it's a them and a they, it's, a, it's just a whole different ball game. And there's no literature for these kids. And so I started a kid series and it's called Hugh and the Manatee. And so it's the first in a series of books that, that addresses the concept of gender identity in an easy way for kids to. It uses undersea, you know, creatures um, 
because there's so many that are gender fluid, you know, like the, the ancient sea snail, the original five and a half million year old transgender, um, because they can change gender at will. So <laughs> it's just bringing it all down to a place that these kids can digest and find themselves in a book. It is very interesting. A lot of ancient knowledge, they talk about how all everybody is both genders. There is talk of that, even though that is a lightning rod discussion right now. Uh, that it is. is. It's not. We're living in crazy times. Doctor, thank you so much for coming on. I love it. I love you very much. We thank thoroughly you. enjoyed it. You had me crying. Luckily, XG asked the question. I could, I could, uh, bought me a little time to suck it up. Uh, but I, you had me. Uh, it was a beautiful episode. You're making a run at Mount Rushmore. We appreciate you very much, and we will do it again soon. Thank you, Doc. Rock on, guys. Thanks. Thank you, guys. We love you very much. Thank you, XG. Thank you, Johnny. We'll do it again soon. We go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude. You just blew my mind. Tim foil hat, Tim foil hat.